Thank you. It is our time for prayer. We've received some prayer concerns and experienced some prayer celebrations, uh, as have you. Um, Tristan Farrell honored me this week. Uh, the first time in my life I got to participate in the conferring of the rank of Eagle Scout. Tristan became an Eagle Scout on Tuesday of this week. In the days to come, we will see some of the uh, celebration and, and some of the letters of encouragement and acknowledgement that Tristan received from the governor's office to the local leaders of the community. Uh, we do want to be in prayer for Phyllis and Mark and for the Haggerty family and to continue in prayer with the Moody family um, and others who we are aware are needing our prayers as there are those who are hurting. Uh, since coming to the church today, we got word that Jeannie Madison twisted her ankle and was taken to the hospital to pursue the pain in her ankle, but developed some further uh, irregularities with her heart rate and was admitted to Miami Valley early this morning. She's already texting us and bringing us up to speed, uh, but we wanna be in prayer for Jeannie. Um, Carrie, can you share this word? Okay. Are there others of you who have prayer concerns? And concerns can include joys, by the way. Uh, prayer concerns, joys, and celebrations. What is on your mind and in your heart this morning? Okay, well, let us be in prayer at this time. Oh God, we give you thanks for this day and for every day. For you are busy on the job blessing us, whether we notice or not, or whether we ever can understand. You are a good God and we are grateful people. We invite your blessings and your consolation on those who are presently in pain. We invite your wisdom for those who are presently in states of confusion or, uh, or worry. Bless us all and guide us and teach us and equip us to go and bless others. Walk with us and have us to walk one with the other. Guide us and keep us and hear us as we pray, even as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be in thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us as we forgive. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is the kingdom and the power and the glory.
The scripture today is from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. As he walked along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. I'm really appreciative of the artwork Myla has provided. If I did not know what to say in the sermon, Myla's artwork would guide me to a message. But the sermon is entitled Sidetracked, and it's helpful uh, for me to be reminded as I look on the screen that sidetracked has come to be a negative phrase, but it began as something that served as a means of rescue and assistance. And so it's a matter of perspective with almost any message we bring. This is a scripture, a well-known text, uh, which I've abbreviated. I only had four verses read. That's what it took for me to get to the message sidetracked. It's an entire chapter uh, that deals with a particular instance, but those first four verses point us to this man who was born blind. And Jesus healed him. Now, there are some things to note as it unfolds. There's subtlety in it. The disciples came and asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Now, this first of all, there is subtlety in us possibly not noticing that this question, which we're accustomed to hearing from scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees, the question's coming from the disciples. Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Did you notice that the question considered the possibility that this man who was born a, a, a boy might have sinned on his way to being born? How many of you sinned that early in life? Who sinned? He's born blind, so the sin must precede the blindness. Was it him or his parents? Jesus said, nobody sinned. He was born blind so that you might witness the power at hand here, the capacity on my part, on the part of God throughout all times to heal and to forgive. 
The story involves being sidetracked. The disciples were sidetracked right away, even though we've only read four verses, all of the verses of this chapter deal with this instance. 41 verses deal with a dozen or so different movements in the story, but there's not one mention in the chapter of someone celebrating the healing of this man. We don't have time to say thank you, God. We don't have time to celebrate the healing. We are busy being sidetracked. I want to share with you in case I overlook or you don't catch it. Uh, one of the disciplines taught in seminary was your sermon should be describable in one sentence. And I'll give you the one sentence. I usually wait a while, but I'll give it to you and I'll remind you of it later on. And that is, sidetracked believers don't tell the gospel story. Sidetracked believers don't tell the gospel story. The whole chapter shows multiple ways of what we do instead of telling the gospel story, instead of celebrating the goodness of the Lord and the power at hand, we do these other things. First of all, uh, and you've seen it in this church or any other church you ever visited, there are those who convince themselves that they are investigative reporters. If you look around quickly, you'll see three or four investigative reporters in the house today. People who run investigations of each other's sinfulness. People who keep up with how often a couple has a dispute with one another. People who know the background story of what really led to your family relocating to this area. There are people in the midst of every church who are busy investigating one another. Now, I've got a Bible that's got 66 books in it and none of them call upon us to run background checks and investigate one another. That's my sermon, so we don't know what order it's coming at you now. <laughs> There are those who get involved in obstruction, in distraction, in just generally being sidetracked. And so to summarize the chapter before we go further, I've got some cliff notes about being, about this chapter. The chapter involves a man being born blind Jesus healed him. The people got sidetracked. They forgot to celebrate. They investigated the man who was healed. The investigation went nowhere. They got mad and drove the man away, and they forgot to do ministry. 41 verses of wasting time. Who was sidetracked? 
not just the disciples. If you go through the chapter, the disciples were sidetracked by the question of sinfulness. The neighbors were sidetracked by the question of how long the man had been blind. Others were sidetracked by all the uproar in the community. There's a community called They, and they had many questions and ran most of the investigation. The Pharisees couldn't be left out, and they're involved in being sidetracked. And the Jews started to join in and question. They even interviewed his parents about how long and why he was blind. Ultimately, they called the man in twice to be interviewed. The only person in the chapter that does not get sidetracked is Jesus, who is on the job doing what Jesus does. Now that could cause us to have some concerns about the people in this chapter. But I'm not preaching about them. They've been here and gone. I get sidetracked. There's three or four of you who get sidetracked. I won't say which three or four. Sidetracked believers don't tell the gospel message. And when we get sidetracked, we do something instead. Sometimes we get caught up with theological differences. We get caught up talking about eschatology and creation. We get caught up talking about the difference between this denomination and another. We get sidetracked on whether we ought to worship at 1030 or 11 sidetracked about which Bible version to preach and teach from. We get sidetracked about what song to sing and how fast or slow to sing it. We get sidetracked in rating preachers, congregations, sermons, and denominations, sidetracked about racial concerns and gender identity. We get sidetracked by the politics of the day. All of that's important. I am not here to talk against doing any of those things, but how many of you grew up with some parents around? I can remember my mother on multiple subjects saying to me, you can do that after your homework is done. You can do that after your homework is done. You can meet about fixing the roof after you work on saving some souls. You can work about getting the board minutes posted properly after some souls are uh, told about Jesus Christ. You can work on uh, planning a big program at the church or a big meal after church, but first you got to do your homework, and the homework of the Christian church is to preach the word of the living Christ. Do whatever you need to do after your homework is done. Faithful service and discipleship involves judgment, discernment, and godly action, but don't get sidetracked. Nothing in that text was about saving souls. They got sidetracked. 
we need to know our calling. Our calling is threefold. Get to know God, share the word of Christ, and continue to grow in the faith. That's the tough one. Because unfortunately, it seems like most Christians grow rapidly to a point and then receive word from somewhere that they've learned all that they need to learn. Most Christians grow rapidly to the point of being 20 or 30 or maybe 50, but become increasingly difficult to teach anything new to most Christians who think that they know something. When we stopped growing, we became prone to being sidetracked. It's not possible to learn anything so well that you can no longer learn, and much of what we learned ultimately we discover or someone discovers was not fully correct. It's not something that somebody did to us. When we thought the earth was flat, we seriously thought the earth was flat. When we believed some of the theological claims that came into being before anybody wrote a science book of any kind, we had reason to believe what we believed, but then we had the opportunity to know better. Know God, share Christ, and continue to grow in faith. Continue to explore and get to know God. Prioritize the sharing of Jesus and don't get sidetracked. And you know why. Because sidetracked believers don't tell the gospel story.